Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters, brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. I'm your host, Steve Hirschfeld. Well, today's Tuesday, which is a special day at the ELA. That's when we have what's called the Travel Tuesday, where each week we get the chance to dial in one of our members from around the globe to share with us what it's like to do business in their jurisdiction. And I'm really happy because today we're going to learn a little bit more about the state of Oregon in the Pacific Northwest of the United States. And I'm pleased to welcome to the show, Naomi Hazlitt, who's a partner at Miller Nash. Naomi, how are you today? Doing well, Steve. Beautiful. It's good to see you. I think, as you know, I'm a huge Pinot Noir lover, and Pinot Noirs are probably the best made in Oregon than any place in the United States. And for those of you who don't know that, you should check them out. Oregon's a pretty interesting state, right? Because it's got this huge agriculture, but then it's got all kinds of other stuff. Maybe can you give folks a little bit of a sense for what sort of industries you typically represent in Oregon? Yeah, well, it's not all beer, wine, food, and cannabis, as some people might expect. We do have significant industries representation in tech, in apparel, Nike, Adidas, Columbia, outdoor apparel and sports. Agriculture, of course, is a huge industry in Oregon and more traditional wood products and manufacturing. So it really is a really varied economy and varied industries across the state, which tends to reflect the variance in our landscape. Our state runs from the Pacific coast to desert climates in eastern Oregon. So it's really a varied industries and landscape across Oregon. We know it's an interesting state politically, and I wonder what impact that has on employee relations and HR law, because, you know, you're sandwiched between Washington State and California, which I think both would agree are incredibly pro-employee, you know, blue, blue, blue states where companies are always complaining about overregulation. Is Oregon similar to that or is it a little bit different? Because I know your politics are a little bit different. There is great variance in our politics in between kind of the metro and rural areas of Oregon. And I think of the metro kind of as traditionally following that I-5 corridor, which is the north and south freeway on the western side of Oregon through Portland and Eugene and then south. Our employment laws tend to fall pretty in line with our neighbors to the north and south, Washington and California. We have a culture of pretty strong employee protections. This shows up in many ways, for example, through leave laws, discrimination and harassment protections, pay equity protections, in some industries, predictive scheduling requirements, and even, you know, reaches into non-competition agreements and restrictive covenant areas. You know, on that front, because you've actually helped a couple of my clients, I know, on some non-compete issues, you guys do have kind of an unusual law, don't you? Explain to the folks what that is. So we do have statutory requirements on non-competes. They are enforceable in Oregon if they meet certain statute and common law requirements. That the statutory requirements can include legitimate protectable interests, but also have very particular written pre- and post-employment notice requirements. They have salary requirements. They're only enforceable for certain types of employees, typically exempt employees. There's limited terms by statute for non-competitions agreements. The Oregon statute doesn't cover non-solicitation agreements explicitly. However, of course, employers always need to be cautious that they don't have an overly broad customer non-solicitation agreement that essentially turns into a non-compete and then is going to be subject to the non-compete requirements. And then there's also common law 
as I mentioned, that is going to circumscribe any non-competes on geographic scope and time and those items. But, you know, it's interesting because during COVID, you know, we've got people moving all over the country and all over the world and a lot of California employees move up there and vice versa. And if I remember correctly, that quirky notice thing you've got, if it's not actually followed to the letter of the statute, then the non-compete is not enforceable, right? Correct. And it's actually become even more specific over time. Previously, non-competes were voidable and Recently, the law changed that they are now void if you're not meeting the statutory requirement. So tell us a little bit about if if I was a foreign company, let's say over in Asia someplace, and I wanted to set up an operation somewhere in your state, what do you think I'd want to know as an employer? Is there anything unique about the state of Oregon? Well, I think we did talk a bit previously, which is that we are a very employee-friendly and a state that very much has regulations that are going to favor employees and protecting employees. More recently, Oregon passed, and this has been a pretty significant development, an Oregon paid family leave program that has started this year. Contributions started on January 1st, 2023, and employees are going to be able to start to apply for and take that leave starting in September of 2023. So Naomi, you know, California and a bunch of other states are starting to pass these special laws on things like pay equity and pay transparency. What's the status of that in your state? So in Oregon, we have our own state pay equity act that is in some ways more robust even than the federal protections that exist. And it prohibits paying employees differently for work of a comparable character based on race, color, religion, sex, sexual orientation, national origin, marital status, veteran status, disability, or age. So really that includes any protected status that we have under our state laws. That pay equity also includes not only wages, but salaries, bonuses, benefits, fringe benefits, and any equity-based compensation. So it's pretty far-reaching as to how it looks at what the pay is, and then has some other very specific requirements around how applicants can be screened. For example, you can't screen applicants based on current or past compensation and requirements around what types of questions you can ask about previous salary. There are, of course, bona fide factors, but it is a specific list. And the reason for a pay differential that would be allowed by a bona fide factor has to fall within one of the specific bona fide factors. So that's something that is very much on employers' minds in Oregon. And I think as far as pay transparency goes, I would expect the trend would lead towards regulations and laws in that area in the future. And are you seeing employers in your state proactively do things like pay equity audits to make sure the employees are being paid comparably in the same way? Absolutely. And there are protections under the statute for certain types of damages if an employer engages in those types of audits. So that has been something that employers have definitely engaged in since the Pay Equity Act passed. Great. This has been very interesting. I want to thank you, Naomi, so much for your time. Folks, if you want to connect with Naomi, it's very easy to do. You can just click on her bio, which is by her name in the description of this podcast. And I encourage all our listeners to visit ela.law to receive invitations to our upcoming webinars, download our white papers, and maybe most importantly, access our free online compliance platform called the Global Employer Handbook, which is a 50-state, 100-country compliance manual on hiring and firing worldwide. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms around the globe. 
I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening.